Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back, Hebrew Congregation of Houston. We're on episode 103. We got the birthday girl in the house. Hey, Apostle Anita Smith. She went around the sun again. She went around the sun again. So it's good to be in the house. Uh, we out here in um, Laughlin. It's in the mountains here, and we're uh, celebrating her birthday. And so uh, we got here last night. God is good. So I want to start off with a little song. Um, I know there's a lot going on in the land, and we just can't give up. We, we, we just can't give up. It's a lot going on, but God still has use for you. Our Yahweh, Yahshua, they still have use for you. We just can't give up. And I'm going to stress that to you because you are qualified. You are qualified to be the parent you're supposed to be. You're qualified to be the husband you're supposed to be. You're qualified to be the wife you're supposed to be. Favor ain't fair. Yes. When God put you in a position, you are qualified yes. for. And don't let no devil in hell take that away from you. And I want you to put that. I'm qualified. I'm qualified. Whatever's going on in your life, I want you to say, Easter said, I'm qualified. When Yahweh qualifies you, you don't need no other qualification. Amen. Amen. You are qualified. He gave me that this week because I was thinking, you know, um, I'm going back to school. I went and I, and I sold a house out in Dallas and I'm, I'm studying from my brokerage. But it's a little tedious. It's a little scary when, when you step out there. You're like, well, I got to get the storefront. How am I going to do this? God said, you are qualified. qualified. I crawled already. I'm walking now. I'm walking in it. Whatever it is, whatever your endeavor it is, whatever your prayers, you are qualified. If you're carrying a baby right now, you are qualified to be a parent. If you're a husband or wife, you are qualified for that position. If it's about a house, you are qualified for that house. If they can't finance you, go somewhere else and qualify. I'm speaking to somebody right now. I want you to just walk in and say, I'm qualified. And if one door shut, you go to another door, it's going to be open for you. Because this is for somebody. You are qualified. Welcome, Minister Griff. He over there in Mexico living it up. <laughs> Him and my boo-boo Zion. <laughs> How everybody doing? Okay, I'm going to play a quick song, and then we're going to go into a prayer. I don't want you to give up. You are qualified. We do not own the rights to the song. Can you all hear? That I will have to climb. And there will be battles. Beautiful background, Never said I would 
Yahweh, we thank you for families on today. Yahweh, we thank you for the community on today. Yahweh, we just want to say thank you. Yahweh, we had 10,000 tongues, Yahweh. We couldn't praise you enough. But Father God, you are our healer. You are our deliverer. You are a rock, stone, and shield in the middle of a wheel. Father God, Yahweh, we thank you for marriages on the day. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for our children today, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren to come. And we thank you thank in the you. name of Jesus. We thank Amen. you for this Sabbath, the day that you have made, and we should be exceedingly glad in it. You say you're ever present help in a time of trouble. And Yahweh, we thank you on today. We bless you, Yeshua. We just come to tell you, we thank you. We bless your holy name on today. We thank you for the host on today. We thank, thank you for you. Evangelist Esther Deuce, her family right now. In thank the name you. of Jesus, Brother Griffin on today, his family. In the name of Jesus, every family represent the Houston congregation of church. Yes. We thank you, Yahweh. Thank you. We thank you, Yahweh. We bless your holy name, your thank healing, you. your deliverance, your prosperity, yes. and all that you have done for us. We come to tell you thank you. We are so thankful. We are so grateful to give you praise today, to magnify your holy name. We thank you right now for Rabbi. Thank you. It's going to give us the parish on today. Thank you. In your name, your name, no other name than your name, you're sure. Yahweh, our holy God. Yes. In your name we pray, Yahweh. Amen. 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 Thank you, Apostle Anita, for that beautiful prayer. We thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we pray that uh, you continuously tune in every Saturday, leave your email address, share our episode. We know our health is our wealth. We're always being attacked. Our bodies are being attacked continuously. So we have yeah. to keep our health up. You are qualified. But to qualify, you got to what? You got to be able to walk. You got to be able to talk. You got to yeah. be able to move. You got to yeah. be able to break yokes and testify, Thank right? Thank you, Lord. So Thank you, we'll have a Coda Lisa going to our beautiful first lady going to our health is our wealth. You have the screen. Great. Bokatov, good to see you. I'm so glad for that encouragement. Uh, please don't give up. Please don't give up. You think that you got this going and you got this going. But if you don't have your health, all those things are secondary. You must have your health to have those things uh, to go on. So what I'm going to do right now is to share my screen with you. Zion. I had to say so, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. All right, are you able to see my screen? Yes, yes. Okay. Now my, um, I just don't wanna come up. <laughs> we, we can see it. There they are. All right, great. Now, on previous times, uh, Minister Michael and myself have talked to you about suggestions or what I like to call um, replacements of things that you're already presently eating, that you can replace those things with a healthier version of these um, certain foods. And we talked about quinoa. I had some yesterday, and I'm getting ready to go have some more in a little while. And I had not had it in a long time, but this one is flavored. And so it was very good. I had it with some um, diced tomatoes, red, green, yeah, red onion, uh, green onion, uh, white onion, 
and some pinto beans and some um, kale. I mixed it all up. I had never done this before, but I saw it on Facebook. It was so cool. I saw it on Facebook. So I said, I'll try it because I'm wanting to revamp my diet. And so I did. It was delicious. Kept my blood sugar down all day. It was very good. I haven't tried amaranth, as you can see here, but it's twice the calcium of um, and as mild. I'm sorry, as yeah, as mild. Uh, Fonio is stronger for nails and um, hair. Kamut supports hormone balance. Rye fights asthma. That's a good one. Rye breads and uh, the information that I'm going to give you today talks about different types of breads that you can get uh, that you can use. Try as opposed to white and wheat bread. Surprisingly enough, spelt is very good. It's healthier for the heart. Teff is stronger for the immune system. Wild rice is high in protein and fiber. So now I'm going to go to my next um, uh, slide. And I would recommend each and every one of you get this book, whether in paper form or on Audible, if you have something uh, where you can listen to a book, because that's how I do. I ride my bike and I listen. So that way it sinks in quicker than me trying to read it on a piece of paper and having to go back. I'm listening to this book for the second time. Please get this book. I think that personally for me, it will solve a lot of health issues. And surprisingly enough, he talks to, about a doctor that uh, has um, done the work of finding out where a lot of diseases come from, which is uh, they start with dental uh, issues. And so the information over here is overwhelming. Uh, it's by Mr. Jordan Rubin. And the thing that um, surprised me enough was that he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease at a very young age. He was very active, getting ready to go off to college. Well, he'd gone off to college, finished his first year. So for the second year, I mean, for the summer, he had volunteered to be a counselor. And But surprisingly enough, eating a college type of diet, it did not uh, meet up to what his parents had been feeding him as a youth coming up. He was not born in a hospital. He had never seen a hospital didn't take the vaccines that are recommended that can be very dangerous for our children because you don't know what's in these shots that they're giving them. So he didn't have any of that, but was surprised that when he went to college and started eating a fast paced diet, that summer he became very, very sick. He was, um, as I said, uh, diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Um, so what he did in his time that um, he was trying to find out cures and things like that. He went to Germany, he went to China, he went everywhere. Um, and so he came back and uh, he had problems getting back into the United States because in Germany, they had no record of him and none of the ticket agents spoke English. But some somebody behind the desk found his ticket. He was able to get back to New York and then go to Florida. And when he was in Florida, he was so emaciated that they could not find veins to, um, to give him an IV. But uh, during the night, somebody found one and they gave him, and he, um, uh, his weight elevated to uh, 10 pounds. So he had 10 pounds of water weight, but that was good for him. Uh -huh. And so um, during that time, he got a van, a mobile van, moved to California 
and his father had recommended um, a doctor that he should see, and he was able to uh, correctly diagnose him with Crohn's disease. And so out in California, he spent his time, um, he became a beach bum. He spent his time listening to music, praying, and planning his diet. The biblical diet that he called it in the beginning consisted of kefir. I've had kefir before. It's very good. Um, it's like a liquid yogurt, I would say. So you may want to try it. It's in the dairy section. It doesn't have the contaminants that regular milk has. Um, also organically um, farm-raised and grass-fed meats and eggs, meats from healthy chickens, okay? Ocean-caught fish. You don't want to get uh, farm-raised fish because they eat some of the worst, okay? And so when they eat, you go and get that, you've eaten that. Also, um, ocean-caught fish and naturally sprouted sourdough breads, as I mentioned earlier, sourdough breads, sprouted uh, grains that they use to make these breads made from yeast-free grains. So let's move on. Now, I'm just going to give you a little bit more information, and then I will expand this information in weeks to come. But the first thing I want to talk to you about is herbs. And this is a definition of an herb, according to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. As defined by Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, an herb is a seed-bearing annual, biannual, or perennial that does not develop persistent woody tissue but dies down at the end of a growing season, unlike a tree, for instance, or a plant or plant parts valued for its medicinal, savory, or aromatic qualities. The maker's herbs were humanity's first medical resource. First medical resource, the maker's herbs were humanity's first medical resource. They remain an important source for healing and nutritional support, though many of our Western cultures don't realize it by Dr. I mean, by uh, Jordan Rubin. All right, on to our next one. Now, this is a list of herbs. There are 21 that he's listed here, but there are more than um, 128 plants that are listed in the Bible. According to James A. Duke, author of Herbs of the Bible, the Bible mentions 128 plants that were part of the everyday life of our ancestral, of ancestral ancient Israel, I'm sorry, and its Mediterranean neighbors. Here's a list of 21 herbs of the Bible. There's a lot of information about them and their uses, but I will not give you that today. Akoda uh, Lisa, I just want to ask you about one of them because I only have one plant in my house and it's the aloe. What's That's a, the first one. That's yeah. the first one. What, what's a good way? Should I put that in my water or what, what should I do? I know I put it on my skin because my mother used to put it on my skin. But as far as the intake, what, what do you suggest? I would suggest aloe vera juice. Mm -hmm. And I take that. Uh, I You can get, I think it's like a half a gallon at Walmart. And it's called uh, Fruit so of the I'm Field, I think it is. My, I'm talking about my plant. So just 
I was just saying, if there's any way I can use it, my plant, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I just use it on my skin. So there's really no way you should, that's safe that you can tell it to use it, like putting it in your water, the actual, with the owl, you know, that gooey little stuff. We shouldn't yeah. just get the juice. I would get the juice. Okay. You could possibly boil it, but then anything um, that comes in contact with heat loses its intensity. Okay. See, so oh. I would say get the juice. I mean, you can get aloe vera juice from just about anywhere. It's on the shelves practically everywhere. Okay, I but do have the juice too. I was just curious. Fine. I was just curious about that because it's sure, getting sure. and I can't keep track of it because it's growing so fast. So I was like, right, right. I've had some since. Before. I've had some since my youngest child was three years old. I still got the original. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's hearty. Um, it's good for it, almost everything. So getting uh, back, um, I would tell you again, listen to the audio book or purchase it via Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, whatever type of way you can get a book um, and listen to it. And as you mentioned, the first one that he talks about is aloe. He gives a lot of information about all of these herbs. The next one is black cumin, black mustard, and cinnamon. Okay, let me continue. Let's see if we can go down some more. All right, there we go. Um, after that, he mentions um, coriander, regular cumin dandelion which is very good for diabetes um, dill and the leaves of these uh, herbs are very beneficial henna which is used for uh, coloring and the one thing that he mentioned about henna is it's used for a, as a dye and they dug up uh, even if you go into the caves and the catacombs of um, egypt and you will find some of the uh, writings and displays on the walls, they could still find the traces of henna for nail covering. And it's good for getting rid of, I believe he said, um, issues with nails or under the nails. Fenogreek, or, or it may be called, um, which is good for us, leeks, same thing. Frankincense, garlic, uh, let's continue. Hyssop, also called marjoram juniper milk thistle and he recommends that you get these as herbs um, you can get them maybe in a watered down form of a peel but that peel has to break down and get into your system and by the time it gets to your system you got about that much left uh, of benefit he also mentions uh mint mint is very good or horse mint Mint is used in a variety of ways. It can be used in candies, it can be used in liqueurs, it can be used in foods, it can be used so many different ways. They also put mint in your shoes. And as we know that um, the foot absorbs a lot of, the flesh of the foot absorbs a lot of things in our, uh, to our body or transfers a lot of things to our body. He also mentioned myrrh, nettle or stinging nettles, saffron, spikenard, and turmeric. And so with that, I'm going to shut my screen down and give back control to you. 
Okay, thank you so much. Health is our wealth. Anyone have any questions? Thank you so much, Dakota Lisa. Thank you. Very educational. I know that Kuma for your hormone balance, I'm going to need that. I've been having a little the heat flashes and I'm going to get that book. It's called The Maker's Diet. So you Correct, by Jordan it. Rubin. You need to take notes on these things and get these books, okay? And so or if you're suffering from different things, that's because you need natural herbs. She's telling you how, what to do. You know, medicine is one thing, but really that's what the medicine is, are herbs. Yes. So why not just go and get the natural herbs ahead of time before you need the medicine? Exactly. That only makes sense, right? And I don't like taking medicine anyway, so I'm going to try this, this Kuma for the home, hormone balance situation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, sister. I have a question, and, and you know how I am. I, you know, I don't like taking any kind of uh, of the modern medicine, and so this is enlightening for me to see all this. But I was going to ask about the about the cumin. I I eat. Uh, I guess it's yellow. I don't know what it would be called, but is that com uh, comparable to the black, or is the black better? Um, they're not one against the other. Um, but listen to the book or get the book and he'll tell you the differences. I could tell you, but it would take too much time, but the cumin is very good. Uh, when the people would come, when they would trade their spices and things like that, because of the coloring, uh, it would get on their clothes, in their hands, in their fingernails. And so that's what they called them was cumin um, merchants, yellow merchants. And also, if you remember, um, this is how they distinguished the Jews during the time of the Holocaust because they used that cumin to make a what? A yellow star of David. Mm -hmm. So, but I would try them both and okay. see the benefits. He'll tell you in the book, I mean, he gives a lot. I mean, I was up till after midnight, you know, listening because I listened to him as opposed to writing them down. Mm -hmm. um, the advantages of each herb that he talked about. Okay, so, and then... And then I was going to ask uh, to get them in powder form and like, you know, you get them as a spice or is it better to have them as the plant? Both, both, because okay. of what you're going to do, you can um, once you get them as a plant, you can take the plant off and grind it. Um, my um, husband has gotten a what a mortar and pistol where he grinds his um, powders. So you can take the powder and grind it. You can take the plant and grind it. It's I would think it would be best to get the fresh because you okay. don't know how long that powder's been in that container. Yeah, for sure. Okay, thank you. Sure, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And so now it's time for what? Our word of God. We had our parashah. Our parashah last week was numbers and this is what you want to read weekly, our teaching. Numbers 19 through 20 was the parashah. Our new parashah is numbers 22 to 25 up to the ninth verse. So chapter numbers, chapter 23 to 25 up to the ninth verse is our new parashah. And so uh, we thank you so much, Rabbi Afshalom. We love you. Continuously praying for you. Uh, continuously lift him up in prayer. I know some, some things may be going on with his health. And like we said, health is, is wealth. And he's taking these herbs and his wife has given him these herbs. And so we know that they're helping him. And so Rabbi Al-Shalom, you can go ahead and take it over. Hey, okay, well, Shalom, everyone. It's uh, Shabbat Shalom. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, an increase to be here with y'all again. <laughs> and uh, little brother Zion <laughs> <laughs> in the midst, Zion's in the house. But, you know, 
it's it's really a blessing, you know, to to be able to 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 listen and hear, to learn uh, about these um, remedies for health. Actually, it's a lifestyle, and it's the foods that we eat, right? That we used to eat. I'll put it that way. But now we're returning to that, and it's a lifestyle change. It's a paradigm shift coming from eating in the from a Western diet, going back to our home diet, which is from the East. And we think of thinking about it in just in our food and our diets, but it's the same thing in our spiritual growth. What we're doing here is we've been brought, we've been brought up on a Western type of teaching. And, and I may say it's, it's not all bad, right? But it is not our teaching. Um, it's a different mindset. Um, and, and we were brought up in this. And so this is what we know and this is what we understand. And the good thing about it is, is that our father knows where we are and he is with us. For him, it's the fact that our desire is to return to him and to learn more of him and his ways. So here, what we are doing and what we are attempting to do is, again, reintroduce ourselves to an Eastern mindset, an African mindset. When I say an African mindset, I'm talking about all of Africa, including Northeast Africa, which is called the land of Israel. But it's not just land of Israel, it's the people Israel. See, a lot of times we forget the fact that Israel is a land that is named after the people. Our father is more interested in the people Israel than the land Israel, but he honors the land Israel because it belongs to the people of Israel. And, and, and that, again, I'm talking about the East, right? So we wanna learn more about our culture, our history, and the way that we're learning about our history is but going back to the very beginning, which is in the Bible. The Bible was written for us. And we get the privilege. We get the privilege going back daily, and then especially on the Sabbath day, the Shabbat, and actually talking about and expressing our desire and learning and sharing in the Bible the scripture, the Torah, okay? Um, so this parashah starts off, let me do something here. It, it starts off with this red heifer, this red cow, you know? And there's so much mystery around this red cow, this what we call it the red heifer. So much mystery around it. And, and, and uh, I don't want us to get caught up in the mystery behind it because there's some things that, the, that we just don't know. These are the, the, the secret things that belong to the father. And I've researched this thing myself and, and I've looked around and every, all of these great scholars that I've studied and then, you know, go back, I'm talking about Rashi and and the Rambam, and I'm talking about, you know, way 12th century and before the 12th century, they don't know. They don't know. And, and, and during that time, 
you know, Israel was young, so young and strong, and they don't, they don't, and they, they admit they really don't know. So, so this opening up about this, this, this red, think about the red heifer. The, the priest goes outside the camp and he takes this heifer and he, he does, he has someone else to actually do the slaughtering and then he burns this, this, this heifer. He can't go back in the camp because he has touched a dead animal. He has to be cleansed. But that's not the, the that's not the, the kicker. The kicker is this, that we use the, the burnt ashes along with crimson and hyssop and what is that other one? Crimson, hyssop and, and uh, what is it? cedar wood. And they mix this into these, in here, into, into the ashes, and they have it in this water, and then they sprinkle with it. And then you, after seven days, you have to do it two times in the seven day period, and you're cleansed. But that same ash makes you have to stay outside the camp. That's a mystery. You're taking something that's, that causes uncleanness, and you're using it to cleanse. You know? and you know, so there's a mystery to that. I don't get that mystery yet, right? I don't claim to understand all of that mystery, but I do know that it was a commandment and it's a perpetual commandment. However, for us that are in the West, for us that are Israel, that have been thrust out of the land, what do we do today? See, when we are contaminated with a dead body, and we've talked about this, right? And we said, well, what we do is what we do the tigva the prayer and we're good right and we're good and that's what we do in the diaspora that's what we do while we're in the world system but the thing is perpetually we are doing it but we're doing it in accordance to the time and the place where we are now we don't have the red heifer now if you're looking at it from a messianic perspective we're saying that yeshua mashiach ben david took care of the red heifer you believe that that's fine because the deal is, in your heart, you are desiring to keep the Torah and the commandment. Understand what I'm saying? From the teachings that we have received from the West, and we're looking at the scripture, what it says, to our best understanding, we are following the Bible. That's very important. That's very important that we are striving to follow the Now, when we read in the Torah, when we read in the scripture, and it gives us command, a directive, a teaching, we grasp hold to that teaching, and we do it the best that we can during the time, the time period that we live in. And we do it according, as close as we can to the Torah. So we have Mashiach, and guess what else? See, so here's, here's another thing I'm going to throughout there, it's going to really mess some people up. It's going to really mess them up. Because when I started off, I started saying that Israel is a people, right? Though, so I'm going to, uh, what I'm doing is stacking teachings up. I'm stacking the teaching. Israel is my firstborn son. Out of Egypt, I call my son, you see? So all of this ties with us. If we are his children and we recognize that our sins are forgiven when we're contaminated we are going to follow the laws of the commandments because we are israel we are his children we are his 
begotten son, his begotten children. How are we done? By spiritual, we're spiritually done, right? But then there's a blood lineage also that many of us have. Many of us have. I didn't say all of us. I said many of us have that blood lineage. It's all good, right? Because with we're the, striving. What, uh, Rabbi, they let some Ethiopians, they just flew them in because they had the DNA and they're giving them their citizenship over in Israel now. I posted on my page. So you can go down on my page and look at that, but go ahead. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a very threatening thing for, for those that are in Israel. You know why that's a threatening thing? Because, and, and I'm glad you said that, because I, I did, I watched the video, right? I watched the video of people coming off, kissing the, they kissing kissing the ground. Ground. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they're coming home. Those are the children, those are the descendants of Solomon mm -hmm. and some of the Levites. Because the priests that are there are supposed to be Levitical priests that were sent down there by Shlomo Hamalek. So they're returning to the, to the land. And you know that in that midst, there is the seed of David or the seed of Solomon there. They said came, it. They said it on that tape too. That's right. That they that's were right. able to trace back to David, the DNA. And so that's what the king is. Mm-hmm. See? So, so they can't deny it. And they, yeah. every one of them was black who got off that plane. Right. Let's not leave that out. We'll so ahead. so from, from now on in the future, we should start seeing more what? Of Ethiopians us. in the forefront. Mm -hmm. Let's keep our eyes open and see if we see that. They didn't just get there. They've been there. They've been going to Israel. They're living in Beersheba. First, they took them into Tel Aviv. Then they move them down to, to Beersheba, and they're living in the worst conditions. Listen at this. They have the kings, they have Israel living in the worst conditions in the land, in their homeland. Right. Yeah, Rabbi, when we were there, what it seemed like to me was that Ethiopians were suffering a similar fate to African-Americans in America. It seemed like they were being uh, persecuted in the same kind of way and being, you know, uh, on the bottom in the same kind of way. I don't know if that's fully true, but that's what it seemed like when we were there. Brother, that's true. All right. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. We need to get a trip up going back over again, taking another visit. <laughs> we need to get we need to get over again because yeah, that, that's true. And they're, and, and they're keeping the tour and they're following. They haven't lost their way like we have. Right. They they, they have their books. Well go yeah. ahead. But yeah, and I'm glad we're on this conversation. Let, let's kind of stay here a little bit because this is important. Again, we're in this uh, we're in, in, in the parish hall and we talk about contamination being outside the camp. But right now, see the children of Israel, we are outside the camp. You know that, right? We are outside the camp. And when we try to go into the camp, uh, according to the scripture, according to what Moshe Rabbeinu said, we're going to be this way. Yeshua said, this is the time of the Gentiles. Yeshua said that. He said that. This is the time of the Gentiles. And until that time has run its course, you know, we're going to be where we are. In other words, we're going to be the tail and not the head. We're going to run when nobody's chasing. We're going to be the, 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 the tail of everything and every, every, every nation of people. We are going to be that until, first of all, the prophet comes back and then Yeshua HaMashiach ben David comes. And again, the descendants are in the land of David. Now, on the, from an Orthodox Jewish position, it's that the Messiah is going to come from the line of David, and he's going to be born in the earth, and he's going to take his seat on the throne. Right? This is according to the Jewish custom, Jewish teaching, Jewish law. 
right? Scripture says, again, we, uh, as Messianic, they're saying, Yeshua Messiah ben David is coming back, right? Uh, will be spiritually, will come back to the earth and he will take the throne. Whichever belief system you believe, the thing, the key is it's going to come and it's going to represent the house of David. And when you dishonor the house of David, you're breaking the scripture. And we see this happening on a day-to-day -day basis. And right now, again, we get the reports. We get the reports. And I have some firsthand reports of what happened to the people that were trying to follow the Torah and were not just trying to follow. They were actually living the Torah. And the IDF went there with guns raised to kick them out of the land. Mm. But they were following Torah. Almost to perfection, but they want to kick them out of the land. You see? So, and that's the same thing, again, with the Ethiopians that are there. Now, I have a um, Sidur from the Ethiopian community that I use. And so some of the Ethiopians have been admitted into it. But the reason they admit or allow them in is because they are assimilated into the culture that is there. All right. So what, they, what they'll say is, and I can I read it out of the book, it says that those that um, desire to remain with the beta house of Israel and follow their customs, they should do that. But the, you, the future generations should adapt the ways of Israel that are there now. So they want them to give up who they are. That's what happened to us. That's why we're so messed up. We are really messed up because we lost our customs, our heritage, and our language. That's what they want to do to the Ethiopians. Make them forget who they are. Uh -huh. that, Psalms 83. What, uh, uh, you, you read Psalms 83 to us sometimes? They want us, they want to wipe Israel out, make us, in other words, make us forget who we are. And they want us to take Yahshua name, uh, what people call Jesus. They want us to take his name out. And the ones that are there say, we don't have to. We don't have to abide by what you all say. Because yeah. we are the original ones. Yeah. We've been in Demona. And they say, we won't get your citizenship as long as you believe Yahshua is the Messiah. And that's part of the reason why, too. Yeah. Hey, 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 Rabbi, I have a quick question. So in ancient Israel, was there a diversity of thought? Meaning that, uh, you know, were there Israelites who thought different ways that all lived in the land together, kind of like, uh, Christianity here in America, or was there like more of a unified thought of this is how you interpret the scripture and it's only one interpretation? Uh, no, they they always they had different interpretations, but it was not that radical. Okay. But the the differences was in the way that they did them because the tw each of the twelve tribes did things a little differently, just like we do today, right? Um, so they had little, as far as the Torah, by the letter. That was not changed. Okay, so it wasn't like it wasn't like looking at Protestantism, where you might have Calvinism versus you know uh, uh, Pentecostal versus all of that. It was a lot more. Even though there might have been differences, it was still a lot more unified than that. Very unified, very okay. unified. Okay, because they followed the court system, right? Which Ezra's court, they were following the court system that was passed down through Moshe Rabbeinu. They followed that. Okay, but they did allow some customs. To, that were different in the way that they would do things. But when it came to the Torah, so you have rabbinical law and you have Torah law. When, when, when there's a clash between rabbinical law and Torah law, we follow the Torah. We kick the rabbis to the side, right? Because Torah takes precedence. 
And so that's what happened through every one of all the 12 tribes. They would stay to the Torah, but then in each community, like think, think of it this way. Today, right now, uh, in some communities, they don't turn on the lights, but we're all Israel. Some communities, you don't carry anything to the synagogue or to the temple on the Shabbat, but in other communities, they do. But when it comes to the Torah, again, Sabbath, we keep the Sabbath and it is holy. It's the way that we do it because cooking, heating food. Right now, in some communities, you have to put your plate outside and let the sun hit it to keep it warm. In other communities, you use electricity or the gas stove to do it. Again, so the principle is we don't break the, the 39 halakhic laws that pertain to, to pertain to Shabbat, right? But again, each, each generation and each community has the ability to, to adapt to where they are, okay? To adapt. So going to Beta Israel, the house of Israel, which is the Ethiopian house, on the Shabbat, they're very strict. Very, very strict. There's, no, there's not going to be any kindling of fire because Moshe Rabbeinu laid down the law that there would be no kindling of fire. There's no carrying any objects outside the home. If, if we were to follow, if I were to, to really be strict on, on Beta Israel, we would not be on here right now. Mm -hmm. Because we're working according right. to some communities. Mm -hmm. right? So yes, we did have some differences in each community and in every tribe. There are 12. That's why they say there are 12 tribes. Each tribe has its own personality, okay? We pass on personality traits and we have that, you see. So again, even in everything that we do, we are, div we are diverse people, yet we are one. We are ahad. When it comes down to the Torah, we are one. We are one. So with Ethiopia, you realize that Ethiopia is the community that knows Yeshua carried the custom that teaches from Yeshua in its perfection, almost, I should say, almost perfection, up until the time, the, uh, I guess, around the time World War One, World War Two, World War Two probably, um, when uh, some missionaries got in and, and tried to corrupt what was going on. And that's the only time that they were able to be subdued for a while. But then they, they corrected and went back to where they are today with power. Unfortunately, um, with Islam and Westernized Christianity going in, they turned against the Orthodox and Messianic, uh, well, not so much, well, they did mess with the Messianic community and in, in because they wanted to persuade them to follow Catholicism. Uh, whereas, you know, they had Coptic, where they kept the, the, the Sabbath and they had the um, article, the, the, the Ark of the Covenant, a replica of the Ark of the Covenant there, and they did that. So if, if you could get with the Messianic community that is Beta Israel, um, what do they call them? Falasha. They call them Falasha, uh, Falasha Mora. Uh, they would give you a, an excellent way of following Messianic or following Yeshua Mashiach bin Dawid. 
a more perfect way. So I, we can't uh, be dogmatic in when it comes to these things because the scripture is very explicit. And again, when you're thinking about Mashiach and the Mashiach, uh, Messianic con uh, community, you're talking about Israel. Israel is a Messianic community, meaning it's an anointed community. It's an authorized community. Everyone that is the seed of Israel, um, you know, you are, if you are obeying it, you know, obeying the Torah, you are able to flow in Mashiach or in the anointing. Understand what I'm saying now. When I say Mashiach, Mashiach meaning what? Empowered one, anointed one, right? That's Israel. You see, not just Messiah, Ben David, Yeshua HaMashiach Ben David, but not just him alone. It's a whole community of people. It's a nation of people. That's what the Messianic age is. It's when the children of Israel are ruling the world. And that's why the West, many in the West, Listen at this. That's why many in the West want to destroy the Jews. Right? Because they have a, a, an incorrect understanding of the Messianic people. So they, because we say that we've been taught that the Jews are the chosen people, if in the Western mindset, that means Messianic. That means Messianic age. We don't want them to rule the world. So that's to destroy them. And so you see that there's a port that the part of the world that from the other side that want to destroy the Jews because they believe that they are the chosen people. But then there's the other side, and that's that same, that same understand that same mentality, that same behavior goes toward those that are Hebraic or Israel or Africa Israel. Because in the West, they know who Israel is and what they look like. And there is a record, a hard record today. And it has been, again, it is being displayed and it is being brought to the forefront on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis. Again, we just had Israel go into, we had just had Ethiopia, or we, should, we just had Israel going back to Israel. I said it right the first time. We had Israelites going back to the land of Israel to be persecuted by people that are supposed to be the same people as they are, to be relegated to second-class people in Israel. So all over the world, this whole thing is to keep the Messianic age from taking place. So if they get rid of the Jews, they can get rid of the Israelites, they can keep this age from coming. Who's, who, and who do you think is behind that? It's not a white man, it's not a black man, it's not a brown man. It is a spiritual adversary that operates through different peoples. He wants to rule the world. So he keeps us divided by what we look, how we look and how we talk and how we study the scripture. You know, they got Jews hating Christians because they believe in Messiah. You got Jews hating other Jews because they believe in Messiah. Now, what kind of foolishness is that if they're following the scripture? 
What kind of foolishness? That tells you that the adversary is here to steal, kill, and destroy. You see? The, the, the biggest problem we have is we are, we're dividing as a people of God, as a messianic people of God. Amen. As an anointed people of God, and we've been destroyed by the West because we're not standing on what we know to be the facts and the truth. We are weak. We are weak. Yes. Why do I say we're weak? And I'm saying this, and I mean this, we're weak. Yes. Because right now, we are, y'all don't mind me doing it, do you? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to do this. I, I got to do this because it vexes me. Yeah, we're destroying one another. Yeah, we are. We're, we're destroying, destroying one another. We're destroying one another. And we're allowing the West to guide us down this path of destruction. One another. We allowed an enemy to use us. Yeah. Afraid. afraid. You know, the enemy is ruthless. Yes, he is. And we're trying to forgive. Right. Instead of being war. You know, in the, in the song it says, he says, they came against me, Father. You, you, your vengeance is yours, Father. You take care of them. That's what the words say, right? See, we've been taught, forgive the enemy that come against it. They distorted what the scriptures said. David said, those, you see what they did? And a lot of times you say, they say, you see what they did to us? Father, you take care of them. Does that sound like forgiveness? No, that means that sounds like, you know, vengeance said, we got to deal with this, right? We're going we're gonna, to, like James Brown said, I'm going to deal with you. I'm going to deal with you. And you know, sister, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? I'm going to deal with you. You know, I'm going to deal with you. Yeah, and, we, and so we have to deal with sin. That's what, this, that's what this red heifer is about. Getting sin out of the camp. You've been contaminated. It takes us, it's going to take us 7,000 years to get this thing right. You know, thousands of years. Seven, you know, seven days, 7,000 years. To get mm -hmm. this thing cleansed. That's what he's telling us. In the 7,000 year, I'm gonna I'm taking my messianic age is coming. We're coming. That seventh day is coming. Yeah. See, he's showing us some spiritual things. But uh, let me get back to this weakness we got. Y'all, I'm gonna make some folk mad. I don't know if they're gonna show this or not. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna show this or not. If we have I don't know if I should say that. I'm torn against saying it because it's kind of hard. I don't want to be too hard. Go, go, go ahead and say it. it. It can't be no worse than what I've said on here. Go ahead and say <laughs> it. If they ban it, they just ban it. Go ahead and say it. I am sick of, and, I, and I've said it before and I'm saying it again, I'm sick and tired of us giving in to LBTG agenda. I am sick of it. It makes me sick to my stomach. And I don't hate anyone. I'm not against anyone. But to be a child of the commandment, to flow in the anointing, to say that it's all right, to say that it's all right to be that way, to say that it is acceptable in a believer's home, is weak and it is wrong and it will destroy our families. It will destroy our families. If we don't teach our children and say what they're doing is contaminating our children 
in cartoons of that's all what, things. That's what we believe, and that's what we're gonna stand on. That's in, right. In cartoons. No, what commercials, cartoons, commercials, every everywhere you look around. You 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 have these men in, in heels and switching and doing all this, oh. getting a million hits on these TikTok TikTok videos. It's, it is disgusting. I watch it and I say, what, Everything. what is going on? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Women and men. We yeah, we need, yeah, yeah. We as men, I, I can't say it for the women, but I can say it for the as men, watch how they're designing our suits. Westernized. Watch how they're designing them because the people that are designing them are effeminate. So they make the seats, the suits cling to your body. They want to see your form. Not the women, it's the men that want to see your form. So they design the clothes that appeals to men. Yes. You may not know that, but that's a fact. That's true. But in our culture, our clothing are loose. You know, you can't see the form. That's and see, and and I, uh, Cole, Lisa, and I were talking. And I say, you know, in this society, people have no modesty whatsoever. We were brought up in modesty. Yeah, they don't have modesty. Amen. In our culture, and I don't care whether you're Christian or Jew or whatever. In our culture, in our culture, I, I tell you this: for us as believers. Whether you believe Yeshua or Jesus or whatever, if you if one of us, I'm gonna tell you something. We could go to a Muslim country and we could live comfortably. Yes, Lord. did you know that? Mm -hmm. We could live comfortably because their belief system is the same as ours. Mm -hmm. They even believe Yeshua, right? Not maybe the same way that we do, but they do believe and they do honor and respect the Torah. So when they're talking about, when you hear people talking about Sharia law, how bad it is, take a look at our Christianity on the right wing. It's no different. No different. See? But the, the, the power of it is, on the Islam or the Muslim side, they're not having it. They're not having it. We are, for political reasons, tools and puppets to be used, and it is destroying our power. We are alachim, we are powers. Power meaning male and female, yes. creating nations. See, we have brother Zion, the child Zion, that's a nation. He mm -hmm. is a nation. And when he gets his queen, he becomes alachim. They together become alachim, one, echad. And they begin to what? make more nations produce procreation that's right and 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 that's what the agenda is that's a genocide attack right there that's right you see so you see what we're talking right right they, they they don't they don't want us to reproduce even yeah. animals just think about all the animals on the earth mm -hmm. they don't go with the same sex mm -hmm. only us humans do that yeah. free will yeah so so then rabbi can i ask this so when thinking about cartoons, it's funny. Uh, even I don't know if y'all seen that new Toy Story movie that just came out, Buzz. Uh, but even in there, you see that agenda popping up in these just children's movies. But the funny thing is, especially in today's day and age, it is always the black characters in which it pops up in. Bingo! <laughs> Bingo! It's always the black characters. 
And it's yeah. like, you know, people yeah. think, oh, that's so, uh, yeah. so, that's so much equality, you know, you're getting to see black representation and this representation, but it's always our characters that seem to be the ones that it pops up in, whether, no matter what you watch, yeah. how you'll see it that. But what do you think about something like, you know, um, I think about like Black Lives Matter, right? Oh, and the yeah. fact of who that's led by, right? That's led by, so what I'm saying is, should we be falling under the leadership or looking at organizations in that same way of, if it's being led by somebody from this community, then we need to have a suspicious eye and what's going on here, looking at the leadership of it. Cause you know, we look at Black Lives Matter, that's led by uh, gay women. And it's like, okay, so I understand we can all agree with the phrasing and that's where it gets tricky, right? We agree with it for all this stuff, but should we be under that leadership or supporting that thing? It just like in the same way, right as the church, right? Like I wouldn't be in a church with a pastor that is a gay pastor, that simple. Um, and so does the same thing extend to organizations uh, in our world as well? We need to cut, cut ties, actually, because we're not supposed to have someone outside of our camp over us. And that's what that means. That's what the scripture means. We're not supposed to have outsiders over us because they, you know, uh, again, that's that whole thing of diluting and polluting and destroying the power within us. Why do you think he said they had to be kicked out of the camp? Why did it say we were supposed to, and actually in the Torah it says you're supposed to kill them, right? So that they, so it's not found in Israel, right? But we don't want to kill people today, but we can say, no, you don't belong in our camp. We can't follow you. You see, now we don't want to keep you from getting the knowledge. I mean, talk, I see, I see you, Pastor. I know you want to say something. You want to say something? Rabbi, no matter uh -huh. where we at, the leadership uh, in the camp, uh, not in the camp, it's left up to the individual. Some of us are just disobedient no matter way, no matter what way we go. Yeah. We're just disobedient. Just going to disobey. We're yeah. just going to disobey. Yeah. If we have a leader or not a leader, and then stick it to the, uh, uh, to the Torah. You know, it's not, it's that that is not so strict. It's that it's biblically written and it, everything got structure to it. Everything got protocol to it. So it's up to you to follow it. That's right. Yeah, we have the power. Follow it. It's not yeah. about the leader. It's not even about the community. Because I leave every day, go out of the community, be a work in the field. Mm -hmm. But I have the knowledge to know what to do right mm -hmm. and what not to do wrong. Right. They're going to cause me to sin. Yeah. See. And so, yeah, and, and, you know, so one of the things that they, one of the weapons they use to dilute our power, and again, again, they're diluting our power, is all they're doing is diluting our power. And one of the things they do is say, well, you know, there was a time when, when you couldn't uh, go to certain places because of the color of your skin. And right. then, so, so why are you going to discriminate against us? You say, you know, they're born this way. And then, and then they use different platforms like the Will Smith, yeah. A lot of people follow them. They have a yeah. lot of controversy going on, but they give them a platform right. to run a table talk to say, right. it's okay to be gay. You don't have to look at a woman or a man as a woman and man. Right. Just if you love them, it's okay uh -huh. to lay down with them. Mm -hmm. So they bring all that foolishness in too. And, and then we got fans that follow them. Because yeah. they rather follow a man than the Lord, than the word of God, right. than our Yahweh and Yahshua. Yeah. But Rabbi, can you get back to what you're going to say? Some say they were born that way. You're going to finish that sentence? Yeah. You know, when God doesn't create a freak, a freaking nature, nature. And I'm gonna <laughs> say it. God does not create a freaking nature. No, He did. They're not born that way. But go ahead, Rabbi. That's yeah. how I feel. You know, yeah, that it's a spiritual thing. 
uh, that's going on. And remember, when you commit certain sins, it's passed on to generationally. So what they're probably, what's actually happening is probably a generate a curse that was born into them through yeah. their parents. And sometimes maybe it wasn't, it wasn't their fault. You know, remember what happened during slavery You're times right. when they would sodomize men in the front of their children. And wives and community. That's right. And that same man they sodomized would have children through a woman. And guess what happened? Spiritually transmitted through him. What happens is that 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 spirit is empowered. That there's several the spirits are going on in the spirit. I don't want to get too far into the spiritual thing, you know. But but understanding because I had to start getting into the tree of life and you know and, and uh, the sephiroth sephiro and all this kind of stuff that that side and this side. But there are spiritual things that are happening in the spiritual realm, and that that spirit over that 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 baby. That's what it gets in there, and it it can be changed. Right. It can be changed. Through, it can be changed. Can, and people say how you can abstain and seek and seek counseling. Yeah. That's how it can be changed. And, and again, seek yeah. counseling until you're able to move forward. Yeah, and, and, we, and also, we all have sin that you know we are inclined to, but we all have to uh, practice one of the fruits of the spirit, which is self control, in order to not commit that sin. But you know, even in the ten words, it says the sins of the father we pass down to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But I was for loving kinds of thousands of generations of those who love me keep my commandments. You know, what's interesting is um, I did my 23andMe test. And last night I was sitting here with my wife. We were looking through. I had some new uh, family member results. And mm -hmm. so I went and looked. And wouldn't you know, we're looking through these results. And the name Shannon Dietz pops up. And I'm like, there's no way. So I go to my wife and I talk to her. Shannon Dietz is a woman that lives upstairs from us, a white woman who is 99.9% .9 white. And so she was a fourth generation cousin. And so I'm sitting there thinking like, how is this possible? And then I go back and look through the ancestry results and you get to my fourth generation and I have a lot of white cousins, which means what? Like those are what came from the slavery times. Their ancestors probably either raped or owned our ancestors. So now I have these cousins, but how crazy is it that the woman upstairs from me is my cousin from those times, mm -hmm. you know? So in the same way, those, those, uh, those uh, spirits been passed down three, four generations, that was slavery. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, right. says, it says in the Torah, it would pass down to the third and fourth generation of your children. Well, we still dealing with slavery demons, slavery um, uh, spirits being passed. We're still dealing with that today, according to the Torah. Yeah. In my family, I'm the fourth generation of the, the freed slaves, enslaved. Mm -hmm. I'm that fourth generation. My, okay, we are my generation, we are the fourth ones out of that were actually born free. Not really free, but born yeah. under segregation and, you know, after, Jim Crow after the emancipation. Yeah, well, I, I put it like this. We were chattel, and then we went to be slaves, yeah. and then into Jim Crow, as we are today, right? But here's, here's, here's one of the keys that we have to really understand. And this was left down through, through, uh, through Ezra and his courts, is as every day, if we got up, when our, and, and our children saw us praying, the fathers, the mothers, we're praying. Our children will emulate us. This is how you destroy spiritual entities that don't, don't, don't belong there. And see, this is another way that society has, has corrupted us. Because that male structure, male-female dynamic that we need, 
which is the Elohim, the powers. That represents the power. The male and female dynamic in a home represents the power, the Elohim, the powers. That's what we don't, we don't, we don't teach that. And so when the father and mother dynamic, the Elohim are in the house praying, showing, giving an example to the children, what did Yeshua do? He prayed all the time. He gave an example to his disciples. Right. So we do the same principle to our children. You know, Isaac would go out to the field and pray. Abraham would pray at certain times. You know, Adam, I'm going all the way back. Adam, he prayed. He communicated. And it went on through. That dynamic is laid down. That principle is laid in our family. If we want to destroy this spiritual wickedness, it's going to start when that child is young. Bringing them up in the way to, so they can see the family dynamic. Not just the mother and father, but the uncles and the aunts, the grandparents, all of us as a family, as a community working together so that child can see the love and the hierarchy, the structure of family, how it is done. That's our responsibility. That's how we destroy and eradicate that demon, that spiritual force that is causing sodomy and, and LBTGB. That's how we destroy it. You don't have to send them to those camps. We don't have to send them outside. We just show the, the dynamic in the home generationally. And we destroy that spirit. Because many times we send them to counselors outside. The counselors are corrupt themselves. Sometimes they're corrupt Amen. themselves. Amen. They're doing it for the money. But when in the home, you're doing it for the love and for the for life. We're going to save a soul. Uh-huh. You see, in the family. So, so we have to build a, an environment of love and, and, and correct proper structure around our children and our children's children. Okay. A quick question, Rabbi. So um, going back to Adam, when God created him, he created him both male and female. That's how he created him. So, um, and then of course he separated him, you know, uh, through the deep sleep and made Eve and then brought them back together. Mm -hmm. And so Elohim himself is both male and female. Do I have, is that how we understand it? All of it is in him. Everything comes from him. He is both male and female because he's spirit. He's neither male nor female, but he's, he incorporates that Everything. as a principle of creation and pre procreation. And, 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 and uh, I should say, yeah, well, just creation because you create worlds, you create nations. You create things, male and female, Allahim powers, the powers. And I'm not saying, I don't, I don't like calling it gods. I like calling it powers, Elohim, powers. We are powers. So, uh, and, that, and that's the, that's, it all comes from him, right? He is the, it all it is birthed from him. He created that, he created these physical laws in the universe that are supposed to operate in the earth realm representing the spiritual realm. So there's gonna be a, a light and dark. Everybody says the greater light and the lesser light. Those are principles. Waters in up, the upper waters and lower waters. Those are principles, you see? That's what he's showing. He's showing us that there are principles that are laid down in the foundation of the earth that shall not be changed. But when you try to change those, you destroy the earth, you destroy the creation, you destroy, and you start by destroying yourself first. When you operate, operate outside of, the, of what has been laid down in the creation, that's why they start, why do you think they call it Darwinism and stuff like this? 
shamanism is not just about animals, you know, this this man coming from apes and stuff. It's about the fittest, strongest, only the what with the survival of the fittest, which is the same thing as manifest destiny. Okay, survival of the fittest is nothing more, or I should say, manifest destiny is no more than survival of the fittest. What does that mean? People that are there, indigenous people that are friendly, that are that are open-minded and that will receive anyone, those that come in that have a destructive mentality will come in and destroy them, You're right? A peaceful people, a warring people, destroying peaceful people. We saw it happen here in this continent. We saw it happen on the continent of Africa. We saw it happen in South and Central America. We've seen it happen all over the world. And who per perpetuated that? A people that follows Darwinism. But you know, it's funny, Rabbi, they could never overtake Ethiopia. Ethiopia was the only nation to not be colonized. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> Very interesting. Hey, Solomon, I wonder why. <laughs> David? <laughs> Yeah, you know they call David, they call Solomon David. Mm -hmm. Solomon looked just like David. Ethiopians can tell you that. They they have that writing about Solomon looked exactly like David. And Menelik looked like Solomon, and Solomon looked like David. And when they saw Menelik, they said, here comes Solomon. And Solomon said, that looks like my dad, David. <laughs> so they all look the same. So Ethiopian. You know, and, and the Ethiopian king that's here, you can say, I know what David looks like. He looks like thank you. We thank, okay. we thank you so much for the, the word, Rabbi. If you can do a summary, and then if we have any questions, and then Rabbi will have you do the closing prayer. You want to do your summary, Rabbi? Uh, summary is, well, you know, what is the summary? Somebody tell me what. <laughs> Somebody give me a summary. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so summary for, from, what I, from what I heard is if there's sin, it needs to be outside the camp. Mm -hmm. Inside the camp, mm -hmm. you need to be following Tory, you need to be following the laws. And when you see sin around you, when you see sin close to you, you need to keep it outside the camp. Whatever that means to you, whether it's your home, whether it's your community, whether it's your church, whatever it is, when there's sin that's around, it needs to be outside the camp. Because I, I think it's the old biblical principle of just a little bit of yeast will leaven the whole, you know, make the whole bread rise, you know. And so just that little bit will undoubtedly co contaminate everything else. And so you have to keep it outside the camp and you have to take a stance and take a strong stance and not be afraid to take a stance. You know, I think a lot of us are afraid to take a stance. We want to, you know, all these other things, but you got to take a stance, take a strong stance and keep it outside the camp. That's what I heard today. Fresh legs. That's what I call that. Fresh legs. <laughs> Amen. Would, would you Amen. say Apostle Smith? And, and, I, and I thank Rabbi for when he was teaching on having the unforgiving spirit. Because it would destroy your anointing. If you have the unforgiveness in you, I'm a witness. It takes away the intellectual things that God will have you to do. You focusing on this and you focus on that. And before you know it, your narrative is gone. It's weakened. Mm -hmm. Your mm -hmm. narrative can weaken from unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. So I thank you today. And I really enjoyed the convening in the congregation today. Amen. Amen. Yes, uh, I concur. Forgiveness is, is imperative. And so many times, We'll forgive other people, but as Rabbi said, the structure of family is very important, but we won't forgive our family members. We won't forgive our brother and sister. We, you know, 
it, it's, it's really sad. And we need, we need each other. We need the dynamics. We, we, the children are watching. The children are watching. Yeah. And we're just going to just have to keep praying and we're just going to have to keep doing better because we, we need one another. Yeah. And um, we're seeing a lot of murderers. We're seeing a lot of killers. And you, you've got that going on outside the camp. We don't have to fight inside, too. Right. We got too much going outside of it. Then you want to got to fight inside, too? Yeah. We just we have to stop. We have to stop and have compassion and love because ain't nobody on here perfect. Anybody on here watching, anybody logged on, nobody's perfect. That's what I got out of that. Uh, the red heifer and burning all that. That's that's no longer done. The Torah is there. He has risen. The Messiah has risen. He's no longer on that cross. It's up to us now. Until the time. Until the return. Till the end of time. What are you going to do? Choose you this day. Who are you going to serve? We thank you so much, Rabbi, for the word. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you and plans to give you hope and a future. That's his plans he has for us. We are his people. We give him his word. God, you said that. Yahweh, you said you had those plans for me. The, the word that I said today is you are qualified. You qualify. It doesn't matter what your past is. He qualifies you. Those things that you've done in the past are, are yokes. They're, tes they're testimonies. They're breaking yokes. Your testimony will. I've been there. I've done it. And this is what he's done with me now. This is who I am. This is what I've become. This is what he's molded me to be. I love the Hebrew congregation of Houston. We talk about these things. People are scared because they, they lose mem members passing around the plate. <laughs> to be gay, no. That's, that's not what we stand on. That's not who we are. We're not bashing anybody. We welcome you here for prayer. We welcome you here to talk about it. Not in, the, in love. Because at the end of the day, there's a spirit and everybody want to reproduce. Everybody want a marriage. Everybody want a family. Nobody wants to be lost. Rabbi, if you can do our closing prayer, please. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something a little different today with the prayer. I'm gonna come straight out of the the sedur. Um, because some of you, I, I know some of you may have never heard this, so I'm gonna do this. It's prayer. It is a prayer. We usually do it before we do a study in Torah. And then we're going to end it with the, the benediction, uh, the rabbinic benediction, or it's, it's actually Levitical uh, benediction. So I'm going to do that and then uh, so that you can have the opportunity. Hold on just a moment. I got I, I got something from out of town. Hold on. I'm trying to shut it down. It won't shut down. <laughs> okay, there it goes. All right. Here you go. Barukata Adonai, Elohenu Melakalam, Asher Kishanu Vizodal Vizvan Divide Torah. Orev Nadonai, Elohenu Divide Torah, Takam Vizvan 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 Viz
make a base well, Colonium Deus, and make a little day, this mom, Baruch Atadano, Hamamental Alam Israel, Baruch Atadano, Elohena Malekolam, Asher Bahami no Mekom, Nimetanato, Baruch Atadano, Notain Hatorah. Blessed are you, Adonai, our power, power of the universe, who sanctified us with his commandment and commanded us to study the Torah. Therefore, we beseech you, Adonai, our power to make pleasant the words of your Torah in our mouths and in the mouth of your people, the house of Israel, so that we, our descendants, and the descendants of, our, of your people, the house of Israel, may all know your name and study your Torah. Blessed are you, Adonai, our power, who teaches the Torah to your people, Israel. Blessed are you, Adonai, our power, king of the universe, who has chosen us from among all the nations and given to us your Torah. Blessed are you, Adonai, who gives the Torah. May the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and may the Lord grant you his peace. Shalom, shalom, shalom alechem. Thank you, thank you. We thank you for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next Saturday. We look forward to serving you. We are your servants. Anybody in ministry is a servant. We love you. We ask that uh, you just uh, share the episode. We ask that you leave your email address. We ask that you follow the tour. We look, ask that you look to the east, which comes to your help. We ask that you keep the Sabbath day holy. We love you. Shalom. 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 Shalom.